Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode 133. I am Justin. And I'm Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm good. How are you today? I am wonderful. Fantastic. I'm married to a beautiful wife. I have <laughs> six amazing kids. I'm recording this and keeping it on my phone as a, as a, as a ringtone. <laughs> this is your affirmation for the day. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm doing great. So today we're talking about happiness, perfectionism, and growth. And the reason why we're talking about this is because our second-born son is a one on the Enneagram. He is a perfectionist. He is a perfectionist. He is a perfectionist. (laughs) (laughs) And we have had a lot of talks, you and I, our parenting talks, because he's just different than our other kids right now. Right. And I struggle um, because I have perfectionist tendencies that I struggle with. Um, And it's like I find myself in this huge battle of the flesh because part of me wants to really leverage. Finally, I got somebody else in this house that wants things to look nice and do things well. And but then I'm like, wait, 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 I don't need to feed that in him. (laughs) Right. So this is really kind of coming out of our own sort of research about how do we help him? How do I grow as he grows? You know what I mean? Because I don't want I don't want him to just be fit into my mold. Like I want my mold to change, but I want his mold to change, too. Right. And we're seeing how he's interacting with his siblings. We're seeing how he is um, kind of shutting down at times. You know what I mean? Just how he's just functioning is different than our other kids. And we are just trying to help him and through that we're going to do this podcast and talk through some things so we have an article that we picked up how perfectionism destroys happiness we're going to make our son memorize this (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) and i think that we need to just start out and say like this is the drive for perfectionism like the drive to do things well is positive it's just when it gets taken to an extreme level that we start to see negative Um, And I think this is one of the difficult things, particularly in America, because we like pretty products. We like things done well. We like employees who do immaculate work. We like all these things. So there's a lot that feeds this perfectionist mindset. Um, So anyway, which is part of the reason why it's such a sticky topic. Right. And so I'm going to define perfectionism, obviously, as trying to do things perfectly. Uh, But even beyond that, really, it's perfectionism is thinking you can or you have arrived or that you're trying to arrive to this special magical unicorn place uh, regarding that particular thing. Whether you're... I've worked with musicians who are perfectionists, right? And... They, they drive me crazy because I'm just not, a, I'm not that skilled, you know? And like, I'm like, well, you're going to have to hire somebody in the studio in Nashville to get the sound, what you want to do with the same equipment. You know what I mean? Like you're going to need a multi-million dollar equipment. You know what I mean? I just get like frustrated with that. Um, but really you're going to talk about the solution for perfectionist profession, perfectionistic people is to have a growth mindset that 
yes, I'm going to do the, as best I can, but the point is not to arrive at this place where there's magical unicorns and leprechauns, but to arrive to the place where, hey, I'm growing and I'm developing myself. Ready, set, go. Yes, and all of this, you know, isn't said as one pointing a finger. It's said as like, this is my own battle too. You know, this is the journey that I've been on. But I find one thing is just being in the present is very helpful because perfectionists can have the tendency to play out things in the past and like play out different ways that a situation could have gone and what if I'd made a better choice there and start second guessing themselves, you know, and live with, end up having regret even though they did the best they could at that time kind of thing. And I think we've talked about the Enneagram uh points to the three I can't remember that deal with the past and the three in the present and three in the future. I definitely, if I have perfectionist tendencies, it's in the past, which I would have, should have, could have, 2020 vision. Right, right, which none of us have. Um, Another area that perfectionism really touches in is our relationships. And I think, you know, (laughs) as much as I love a good princess movie by Disney and about the whole, you know, and then they were the perfect match for each other and they lived happily ever after. um, But putting that pressure on your spouse is really unfair to them. You know, it's unfair to you also because it builds these ideas that, oh, well, we are soulmates. We are the perfect match for each other. And that's a lot of pressure to live with. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure. And then when you're parenting, especially your first child, you're like, I'm going to be the perfect parent. And I'm going to have, but then by child six, you're like, oh, Lord, I hope they have (laughs) enough money to make it through the therapy they need to make it through. Because... Um, if you look at the way we parented child number one and he looks at us now, I was like, I can't believe you're letting him do that. <laughs> like, yeah, we just don't care anymore. <laughs> we gave up on those perfectionistic tendencies. Right. And same thing with the job, right? People are like, Oh, I'm going to get the perfect job. I'm going to get the perfect. Anytime you put perfect and blank, like if you don't realize you're about to get your teeth kicked in, you know, you're about to get your teeth kicked in. <laughs> Absolutely. And it just, it really sets you up for failure on so many different levels. Um, You know, even thinking about procrastination in the workplace, I know for me personally, if I realize that I have put something down on my to-do list every day for a week and it's still not done at the end of the week, there's probably some issue that is keeping me procrastinating on that. Like, I don't feel like I have the skill set or the tools or whatever to do that job at the level that I feel like it needs to be done. Therefore, I just don't start it. Um, But it's generally not that obvious to me. It's just like each day at the end of the day, I'm like, dang, still didn't get that done. (laughs) Moving on to the next list, you know. Um, But it can creep in. And I know, I mean, I've seen that here in our house when there'll be a house project or something. And we're like, oh, we'll just do that next month, you know? Yeah. yeah. And we've definitely seen it. We're now finishing up our remodeling renovation stuff. I started the counters, which last week we tore out all the counters in the kitchen sink, which is rough for eight of us not to have a kitchen sink and counter for three days for three days. Who's counting. But I mean, we were talking about, at least we have water in the house. At least we have this, at least we're trying to be positive about it. Um, but I put it off for a while. I didn't realize how long I'd put it off because I was like this kind of tendency of, I don't know, it's going to be a challenge because we are doing our own thing that's not been done. No magazine will have what we have. 
<laughs> and it looks really good, but we had to figure out a lot of things. And you helped, and it really helped me because I'm like, okay, if this messes up, I can just yell at my wife, and this is totally <laughs> her fault. <laughs> Glad I could help you out in that way. I think another way um, that we see perfectionism really just rob us of happiness is in our body image and health and that kind of thing. Um, I love, and I know I've said on this podcast so many different times, that you take easy plus one and just that baby step. Because I've seen in my business as well as in my personal experience, if I have some kind of health or like physical body goal, body image related goal, and I set it at this perfect level, then it's just, it never comes to fruition. Like if I say like, oh, I'm going to do this whole new exercise routine and I'm going to change my diet three different ways and I'm going to take all these new supplements, it's not sustainable. Then I feel like an absolute failure because I didn't do it Um, or like, on an even more detrimental level, a lot of friends that I have, um, you know, growing up female in America, have struggled with eating disorders because it's like it doesn't matter how great they look, there's always some other computer altered image that becomes the perfection model that they're striving to attain, you know, so it gets really dark really fast. Right. And I think a lot of that has to do with the self-talk, you know, and perfectionistic people, Enneagram talks about this, that they have, people who are perfectionistic always have a lot more, almost like two voices. And I don't mean like in a mental health way, but like in a critical, they always have a critical voice that goes, this is not good enough. This is not whatever. And sometimes that critical voice comes out of their mouth. (laughs) Sometimes it's just a conversation on their head. And I think we all have this negative self-talk, if we could really record what were the words that are going across our head, and if we could just see them on paper, I think we would be shocked at some of the things we tell ourselves that are so negative about perfectionistic stuff. Yeah, one of my mentors, when we were working through something that I was blocked in, and it actually had to do with business, not anything else, but she said, would you talk to a five-year-old girl the way you talk to yourself? I was like, of course not. And she was like, you wouldn't talk to anybody else the way you talk to yourself. So don't talk to yourself that way, you know? That's human nature right there. That's And that's the voice. Like if you can just start to recognize that negative talk, man, it just changes your life. Because you're like, oh, I see this is negative Carl tar- talking, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like don't, right. yeah, anyway. So ultimately, as Justin mentioned at the beginning, the opposite of a perfectionist mindset is a growth mindset because you're just saying, hey, listen, I'm going to do the best I can in this moment. Or if you're looking at the back, looking in the past, back then I made the best choice that I could with the information that I had or the skill set that I had or the emotional maturity that I had or whatever. And so viewing all of life as it's, we're going to have ups and we're going to have downs, but we're going to get through this. So even like in the example of the perfect soulmate kind of thing, like instead of thinking I found the perfect person and now my life will be perfect forever and ever, you know, well, hey, I found a great person to be on this really bumpy journey with me. And we're going to make it through, although it might not always look pretty. Um, So there are some steps that you can take to help yourself if you're like, oh my goodness, that's so me. I struggle with perfectionism all the time. 
I think one thing that's helped me in a lot of different areas is affirmations. And that's kind of like a trendy word, I feel like. Um, But I remember even being a little girl and my mom would write a Bible verse that she was really concentrating on growing in that area on index cards. And boy, wherever you were in the house, you like open up the kitchen cabinet, bam, index card with a Bible verse. Or you go into the bathroom, bam, index card (laughs) with a Bible verse on the mirror. Um, But it was so she could continually be renewing her mind. And so I think that there are a lot of different affirmations that you can use. Um, You know, and it can be simple things like failure is often a necessary step towards success or you're always growing as an individual, whatever it is. Um, But an affirmation that speaks to you, and I'm sure you could Google perfectionist affirmations and come up with a list of a hundred to choose from. Right. And I've noticed with our son that something I feel like that's been helpful for him and for me because I'm gaining his perspective and he is kind of getting a new perspective, I just ask a question like, hey, what are you trying to do here? Or something like, something just to ask him a question, just to get his, you know, just to break his attention on the perfectionistic frustration that he's feeling. Like, hey, well, how many times do you feel like you have to do, like if he's working on a song, because he will just spend hours working on the same song, like just to get it over and over. And he really works hard to do that. And then sometimes he'll get frustrated, obviously as any musician who's practicing a lot can get frustrated. It's like, well, well, how do you think that's going to, you know, how, how's that going to last? Or how, how's that going to, whatever the question needs to be. And just get him a question where he's out of that rut for just a second. And he kind of like, oh, yeah. Well, how long did it take you to learn that other song? Well, it took me this long. Okay, well, you've only spent half the time. You remember? And he's like, oh, yeah. You know, so it's like just a question. We'll shift him. A couple other exercises that you can do. Um, One is to say, I'm just going to complete this project, whatever it is, this goal in one day. And however much gets done, gets done. And I feel like we did that a lot in the kitchen in order to get that remodel done. We're like, okay, today is the day. We are not going to bed until the tile is done. And however it looks is how it looks. And we're moving on because I really need some water in this kitchen. Yeah, and we really twitched, didn't we? It was a growth process for us because we were both like, uh, yeah. And we talked before about Dan Sullivan. Uh, he's a business coach. He was like one of the first business coaches like back in the day, 70s. Um, but he talks about he just does three things every day for business. That's it. He gets to the point just doing three things. And if he's done by lunch, he's done. You know, it's he doesn't try to do a bunch of other stuff. But I think it does free you up to be like, okay, I just got to focus on this and it helps me a lot. And I think that, you know, that's a lesson that we've learned in business too, as far as like, sometimes we just have to say, I'm just shooting for B level, which, you know, as a student, I was like, I got to get all A's. If I don't get all A's, there's a major issue, you know? And so for me to approach life and be like, I'm just shooting for a B. If I can get 80%, then I'm going to say the job's done and I can move on. Right. And I've always heard the best, some of the best entrepreneurs are either dropouts or C-level and below, right? Because, again, part of the problem is our education system is focused on perfection. Like, you want to get an A, you got to get a, you know, whatever the scale is, um, which is like not how life works. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So, give yourself a goal and say, I'm going to just get it done and whatever's done is done. That'll be a good exercise to help you break off some of that perfectionism perfectionism. Another one um, is to intentionally, and this is just an exercise for growth, intentionally do something you know you're going to fail at. 
Um, and that is really like if you're ready just to grab the bull by the horns and break off some of that perfectionism, this would be something to do. Yeah. And this is something I just like, heck no. I have like a knee jerk strong reaction to because as like a five on the Enneagram, I want to be competent. I do not want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. So this is always, if you look at, I mean, if you look at like everything from like military people who are training, push yourself to failure. If you look at sports people who are training, they always push themselves to failure where they just can't physically do whatever it is anymore that they've done so many of, they can't repeat and they're, they're done and they push themselves to go, this is my limit. And man, I tell you, that is a scary place for me. I don't know about you, but I like... That makes me twitch and be like, nah, I'm not going to do that one. I feel like committing recently in the last several weeks, I've been getting up with our oldest son who really wants to run. Um, and he wants to run on the road, which makes me nervous. So then I feel like I need to keep an eye because we have some crazy drivers that run on, you know, they'll just be looking at their cell phone and driving on the wrong side of the road. So I've committed to getting out there and jogging along with him. And I know people who drive by are like that poor woman. She's a wounded duck out there running. <laughs> I know it is so ugly and it's terrible. But part of me even though I know anyone who looks at me is like, that is ridiculous. Um, but I'm proud of myself for trying something new and getting out there. Like, even though I know that it looks like a miserable failure to all outsiders, <laughs> there's something really good about, well, you know what? I'm just trying something new and it's okay. So that would be another exercise. Try something that you know you're going to fail at. So, yeah, practice that one. Oh, I didn't do that one. I didn't like that. <laughs> so, I think it's a good one. So the last tip that the article gave that I was totally not going to discuss, but I guess we will now, is to just work on practicing non-judgment. Um, and you can do that as a part of your meditation or prayer time, um, but just not judging your performance or the results or whatever. And that's not just for yourself, but that's for other people too. Practicing not judging other people. And I think that comes back to that critical voice. And whether you're talking about, if you're talking about church and a sermon, what do you think of the sermon day? <laughs> right? You know what I mean? What do you think about the music today? Well, they were a little bit off, weren't they? You know, like that kind of thing. Like, what do you think of the politician's speech? What do you think about whatever? And we quickly go into that uh, armchair quarterback mode, like, oh, our team should have, could have, you know what I mean? That critical, yucky, it, it goes into a negative spot. And if you listen to talk radio at all, or you watch the news at all, a lot of it is just that judgment thing. And the only way you can get out of it is like you're saying, the meditation, you have to be in the now and you have to just shut down that voice or at least be aware. Hey, that voice, Carl, the negative voice is talking. Um, Bob or what are you going to call him? I'll call my Bob. I don't know. You don't call it Bob, Sally, something, <laughs> whatever. Um, you just have to be aware of that voice and be like, oh, I'm, I'm, for me, it's very helpful to be like, oh, I have moved into a critical voice area. I need to either recognize it, maybe it's saying something useful, or I need to be like, yeah, okay, I need to shift gears. Yeah, and one more, we can kind of end on this note, but we talked a couple podcast episodes ago about the Sermon on the Mount that we've been doing in Family Devotion, and one of the little teachings in there is that 
basically before you approach someone, uh, the visual is that someone has a speck of something in their eye. And so before you approach that person to tell them like, hey, you got this speck in your eye, let me help you get it out or whatever, know that you have a log in your own eye. And so I think we've been trying to practice that more, which ties in with the non-judgment of that realizing like when I see something in someone else that is irritating to me and I clearly am trying to judge them on it, I need to turn around and take a really hard look at myself um, to see if there's a log in my own eye that I need to deal with before I go approach them about the speck in their own. Yeah, there's a great story. I, I need to look it up. We just need to do a podcast about it. But one of the uh, air, airplane pilots, Air Force pilots, Navy pilots who was shot down in Vietnam and he was put in the Hanoi Hilton, which is like the prison camp or a prison in, in Hanoi in North Vietnam where they would torture him and do all these terrible things to him. But basically, they had the understanding was if my if you weren't in isolation, they put you like with a roommate. But it was like you know cement floors and like just a little coffee cup for a can for a bathroom. It was just brutal and tortured and everything. Anyway, they would say they had a saying that if my roommate does something that annoys me. It's my fault. <laughs> like if you, I was like, man, if we just carried that whole thing <laughs> out, like if there's something that annoys me, it's my fault because it's showing me my annoyance and my perfectionistic whatever that I think it should be. If I would just realize it's my issue and my processing problem, not them. Like if our society just adapted that whole thing, that would just be amazing. So I try to tell myself, honey, it's not your fault. It's my fault. <laughs> Sometimes that voice is not loud enough. <laughs> All right. So I think that's a wrap on happiness, perfectionism, and growth. I hope that this has been helpful for you today. I would love to hear your feedback on it. You can connect with us on our Facebook page if you search for The Less Stressed Family, on our website, lsfpodcast.com, or on Shauna's Instagram account, Shauna Cherie Wood. And if you would like to do a devotion to really help you grow in a lot of these different areas, Justin has written an excellent 40-day devotional, and you can find out information about how to get a copy of that on our Facebook page. Most of all, though, we want you to remember that you are valuable, and what you do matters. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you.